0: What's going on everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of... The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you, we get into it. Let's do it. This is for my day ones got to be clear still moving on baby but I wish she was here. Okay people and before we continue I would like to remind you that my new album The Rise of Tim Roosevelt is out now on all streaming platforms from your iTunes to your Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere that you listen to music you can listen to it. Now with records like Day Ones, Mistakes and and many more that a lot of people have been saying they enjoy, so I'd highly appreciate any and everybody that supports. Link in the description below and the pin top comment. And, yeah, without further ado, let's get into the episode. And first, story on the docket. In my opinion, it's always good news when you hear that anime and manga are getting their just dues, Getting the respect they deserve, getting the love that they deserve. And, in general, reaching out to people that and audiences that may have never given anime and manga the love and respect that they deserve... It's awesome when you see it. So yeah, this story right here in particular regarding Attack on Titan, My Hero Academia, getting massive praise in Hollywood definitely is a good sign. Let's check this one out. Well, I don't want to say too good of a sign because you already know them live action adaptations be maddening and we don't really want that per se, but yeah. Attack on Titan My Hero Academia Nominated for Hollywood Critics Association TV Awards The Hollywood Critics Association Revealed the nominations for its 2023 TV Awards on Tuesday The My Hero Academia Anime Season 6 And Attack on Titan Final Season The Final Chapter Special One That is still absolutely a huge mouthful I I just gotta be very clear (laughs) Are nominated under the Best Streaming Animated Series or TV Movie Category They are competing against Animaniacs, Central Park, Harley Quinn, and Star Trek Lower Decks. And off of that, before we even continue, I would say that... At the very least, maybe if you're not going to give it to My Hero Academia, maybe you wasn't that gung-ho about it like I was. Personally, I loved the solo hero arc of there. That was just phenomenal to me. The final chapter special one of Attack on Titans easily is one of the best things that they produced of Attack on Titan thus far. And if you're comparing that to like, I mean, no disrespect to the Animaniacs, but come on now. Attack on Titans final season part whatever god please the naming is just so terrible but yeah that final special was phenomenal a second to last final special was phenomenal I'm not familiar with Central Park the Harley Quinn series I really haven't heard much murmurings about it to be honest with you and Star Trek Lower Decks really ain't hear no murmurings about it either now granted I'm not in those communities so maybe they were making a massive splash but honestly it should be at the very least for Attack on Titan a slam dunk again I'm not gonna say my hero per se because I know even the fans weren't the most excited about My Hero, you know. Hey, my hero, the animation ain't as great as it once was, or you know, the direction wasn't the most fantastic, but Attack on Titan absolutely deserves it, in my opinion, at the very least. Crunchyroll shared with Anime News Network that the specific My Hero Academia episode that was nominated for the category is Deku versus Class A, the season's twenty-third episode, the one hundred and thirty-sixth overall episode of the entire series, due to the ongoing Writers Guild of America strike the awards presentation has been delayed from august Twelve through thirteenth to dates to be determined, and that was a phenomenal episode. I forgot about that episode, so if it's just like they're pointing out a singular episode of My Hero Academia, that was one of the best episodes. I was reviewing those episodes back when they were airing, and I can assure you that I was having a blast talking about them in terms of like they were really emotion-driven. The direction was good, and again, that's kind of a part of what I was saying to begin with. The solo Deku hero thingy majig of an arc that they had in that. Season. Season of My Hero. So, yeah, that's also another good contender. To be honest with you, in my opinion, and this is totally biased because I'm the anime and manga reviewing dude when it comes to Forever News and Forever World and all that jazz, I would say is up to Attack on Titan and My Hero. I'd probably still give it to Attack on Titan because, again, that special was incredible, but My Hero is a great contender. And yeah, it seems as though Attack on Titan and My Hero have gone Hollywood, so to speak, in terms of they're getting praise from over there. Although, I'm interested in wondering, like, yo, Is it because of the writer's strike that they're like, oh, bet, y'all want to play? You know, uh, all you American writers and whatnot, people over here in the West, we're going to just start giving your awards off to the anime and the people in Japan. How about that? (laughs) How about that? Considering the ongoing wars where they're saying like, yo, we're going to starve them out. They're not going to be able to pay their rent and all that stuff. It might be that they're just like, y'all want to play hardball? We're going to take everything from y'all, including the awards. We're giving them to Attack on Titan. We're giving them to My Hero Academia, so... I very well wouldn't be surprised if they took the W's, one of them. But I want to be clear that they do deserve it at the same time. I'm just saying it's usually that anime gets snubbed in all of these award shows. So the fact that they're including them, you never know. Moving forward, apparently Shonen Jump Plus is launching a new app for creatives and people that are trying to get into the space. It says here Shonen Jump Plus launches storyboarding app with contests with Netflix and Toho. Shueisha's Shonen Jump Plus service launched the app version of its World Maker storyboarding services in Japan on Wednesday and is co-sponsoring contests with Netflix and Toho. The app lets users, even those who can't draw, create thumbnail layouts for manga or storyboards for animation, live action shows, movies, and commercials. The Shonen Jump Plus Plus launched the earlier World Maker, which we talked about on Forever News, web service in August 2021. The WorldMaker app is an updated version of the initial beta version. To create a manga's draft thumbnails in the service, the user drafts the page layouts or uses the provided templates, adjusts and drops in the provided characters and other graphic elements, enters dialogue, adds effects, and then releases the final results. The staff claims that the app can also machine-translate the thumbnails and storyboards into 17 different languages, including English, Chinese, Korean, and French, Users can then share the results online for others to follow and comment. To commemorate the app's launch, World Maker is holding the World Maker Manga Contest for thumbnails created with the app. The contest will accept applications from August 1st to October 1st. The grand prize winner will get their manga drawn by Taishu Tsutsui, We Never Learn Mangaka, which was pretty big, he was in Shonen Jump, for release on Shonen Jump Plus. The winner will also get a 500,000 yen, about $3,580 cash prize. Aside from the World Maker Manga Contest, Shonen Jump Plus and Netflix will co sponsor the World Maker Anime Contest, and Shonen Jump Plus and Toho will co sponsor the World Maker Film Contest. So they got a couple of different contests going there. I ain't gonna lie, that's just fantastic for creatives, fantastic, I love to hear that, That is giving opportunity for creatives in the space of anime and manga to actually make some pretty big and significant moves, especially, like, one of the things that a lot of creatives, you know, they, in particular, like, authors, they have really great ideas, they have really great stories, and they want to make a manga, but they can't really create art, they're not good at, like, you know, creating thumbnails and stuff like that, this allows, you know, a service and gives better opportunity for those people that don't necessarily have those skills, but they think they can write a really mean story, something really dope. So this is providing great assets and opportunities to those. And in general, you may win some money if you get selected and stuff like that. And it's cool, you know, starting to get your name out there to companies like Netflix that are sponsoring it. So definitely something to keep in lookout. Um, you never know, maybe you could catch the W and get your you know, you could be the winner. But yeah, people, Shonen Jump Plus launching storyboarding app with contests with Netflix and whatnot. Maybe you should answer. Moving forward, here on Fenebra News, for a few weeks now, at the very least, a month, we've been talking about how Miyazaki's upcoming new film. If you don't know about how Miyazaki, do your Google's legendary movie director. He's done a ton of stuff with Studio Ghibli, and now he has a new movie incoming. And it's been really, really strange from the announcements and whatnot of what they're doing with the release of this film. You know, the standard release for any film, whether it be anime or live action, Hollywood, whatever the case may be, is you get a lot of heavy promo up to the release. At the very least, whatever the studio can afford. You know, newspaper spots, whatever pretty much they can muster up in order to grab interest of this. However... It seems as though Hao Miyazaki and the people behind this movie have really decided to go hardcore with very little to no promotion of this movie. And I'm wondering if this is going to backfire. I'm wondering who's calling these shots to like, yeah, let's do this extremely secretive movie release that nobody knows about. Because in all honesty, it sounds like a recipe for a disaster. And Hao Miyazaki's going to punch somebody in their nose for playing around with him if this really isn't 100% what he's trying to accomplish because it says here how Miyazaki's how do you live film will not even sell pamphlets on opening day not even pamphlets homie Toho announced on Twitter on Monday that the theater pamphlets for how Miyazaki's latest feature film Ikiru Ka tentative English title How Do You Live will not be sold on opening day and it will instead go on sale at a later date at theaters and online via mail delivery. The film will open simultaneously on IMAX with its general release in Japan on July 14th. The film will be the first Studio Ghibli film to get a simultaneous IMAX release. The film will also screen in Dolby Atmos, Dolby Cinema, and DTS:X starting on July 14th. Studio Ghibli producer Toshio Suzuki revealed last month that the film will not have any trailers prior to its release the film will also not have any tv spots or newspaper ads miyazaki is credited with the original work in addition to directing the film and writing the script so far the studio has not revealed a plot summary a voice cast or most of the film's staff and miyazaki derived the film from genzaburu yoshino's 1937 novel how do you live he added that this book is a story that has great meaning to the protagonist of this film let's read the synopsis How Do You Live begins with 15-year-old Koper, who has recently suffered the loss of his father, gazing out over his hometown of Tokyo, watching the thousands of people below, and beginning to ponder life's big questions. How many people are in the world? What do their lives look like? Are humans really made of molecules? The book moves between Koper's story and his uncle's journal entries, in which he gives advice and helps Koper learn pivotal truths about the way the world works. Over the course of a year in his life, Koper, his namesake, Copernicus Copernicus, embarks on a journey of philosophical enlightenment and uses his discoveries about the heavens, earth, and human nature to determine the best way to live. Yoshino perfectly captures the beauty and strangeness of pre-war Japan, the changing of the seasons, the fried tofu and taiyaki stands, and the lush landscapes as Copper explores the city on his bike and learns from friends and family what really matters most in life miyazaki officially revealed the film in 2017 suzuki reported in april 2017 that miyazaki had been drawing the storyboards for the project since july 2016 so Mans has been working on this since like for about seven years now and i'll be honest with you i'm worried that this thing is going to flop just because nobody's gonna know of his existence like if you don't got no tv paper ads newspaper ads you don't got a news commercials about it you don't got trailers promos nothing i i don't i don't even know what's the reasoning behind that like again it's a very big gamble and it's one of those things that if word of mouth really circulates like it could go extraordinarily huge like oh word of mouth and i guess that's also a, a marketing ploy in a way of like yo we're not marketing it at all so wow I don't know. Honestly, it just sounds very strange. And the synopsis of it sounds okay. doesn't sound like it's reinventing the wheel of storytelling or anything like that. Again, it's based off of a very old book from, like, 1937, but... Really, really strange stuff, and I'm very curious now. And maybe that's the whole selling point of it, because it has me really curious. Like, I really want to see this film to see, like, are they that confident? Like, is it that good that they're like, yo, we don't need to do none of that stuff, homie. We don't got to put money into marketing this thing. It's going to sell itself. Very, very interested in that. Either way, Miyazaki's How Do You Live is on its way July 14th, so we will know soon if it is actually worth the secretive hype, so to speak. Moving forward, y'all know in case you don't that Disney Plus and Disney themselves have been embarking on getting into the anime space further and further with first licensing the major, well, not first because they had summertime rendering, but their biggest acquisition starting with the Bleach Dows in Your Blood War being licensed, and I believe they put it on Hulu, and then the next. Next one up was the announcement that, yo, they got Tokyo Revengers, which was another massive one. And now apparently Disney has confirmed Disney Plus confirms Tokyo Revengers Tenjiku arc anime's stream. Entertainment news website Deadline reported on Sunday that Disney Plus confirmed that a Tokyo Revengers Tenjiku hen anime, the latest arc in the anime adaptation of Ken Wakui's Tokyo Revengers manga, the company did not specify which regions, however, in the US, Hulu, of which Disney owns the majority, streams to Tokyo Avengers anime instead of Disney+. Plus. So more than likely, of course, it'll hit Hulu. And yeah, I'm not shocked. I mean, even though Tokyo Avengers has been one hell of a fall from grace in terms of like, yo, this thing, it was one of the biggest selling manga everybody was talking about it loving it and it's not really that beloved anymore especially now that the manga is over there's no shot at redeeming it but it seems as though the anime is still carrying on they're pretty much trying to adopt the motto that like demon slayer had set forth of you know sell big end the manga and keep the anime going and well, Disney Plus is on board, and I'm sure they got a massive bag for it. It's like, yo, it sold a lot. You better give us a giant bag if you want it on your platform. And I respect the hustle, even though, yeah, people aren't that gung-ho about it nowadays. Moving forward, apparently this manga that, if you follow Funever News, where we talk about the top 50 best-selling manga of the week every single week, you know it's been blowing up. And, yeah, it's blowing up so much so that Oshino Ko's manga circulation has jumped too point seven times after the anime's premiere shueisha announced on monday that aka akasaka and mango yokoyari's oshinoko manga will have over 12 million copies in circulation as of the release of the manga's 12th compiled book volume on july 19th essentially averaging a million a volume the announcement did not specify if the total includes digital copies or not on that date the manga circulation numbers will have jumped 2.7 times since the anime premiered about three months ago The manga had 4.5 million copies in circulation in March prior to the premiere of the manga's TV anime adaptation. The manga doubled its circulation numbers with over 9 million copies on May 31st, just under two months since the anime premiered. The anime premiered in Japan on April 12th with a 90 minute first episode. High Dive streamed the anime as it aired in Japan and is also streaming an English dub. The company stated that the anime has become the streaming service's number one series launch in the streamer's history. And the anime is getting a second season, which High Dive will be streaming as well and prime example of if your anime blows up your manga is going to be a massive success usually uh, because it usually translates so it's getting one of those big booms that we've seen before With again series like Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen when the anime goes big the manga goes big and also that's very good on High Dive that they lucked out like I'm sure what happened was nobody really believed that this was going to be a big thing over here in the west they were probably like "Ah, you know it's not going to be a big deal and then boom it blows up and then it's like oh well high dive was one of the people that were like yo we'll take it don't worry we we, we want that anime and it actually succeeded so kudos to Oshino blowing up like that 2.7 times the sales and yeah just a really big win although i'm gonna lie again i read the synopsis of it and i'm still questioning like is it really good is it weird like wh- wh- what are we doing here with this story so i don't know maybe i need to check it out i guess Moving forward, Chainsaw Man fans. Apparently, there was a very interesting ad that played, and I actually watched it, um, and we'll talk about it in a second, for the Chainsaw Man stage play, and it revealed a cast led by Aya Hirano. The official website for Chainsaw Man, the stage play adaptation of Tatsuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man manga, revealed on Monday the play's main visual, cast members, additional staff, performance dates, and 30-second commercial video. And for starters, they have like a poster right here that looks really, really sick. Uh, the play will run in Tokyo from September 16th to October 1st at the Galaxy Theater. And Kyoto from October 6th to October 9th at the Kyoto Theater. It was it was previously announced that Fumiya Matsuzaki will direct and write the script for the play. Shunsuke Wada is in charge of music. And Hidali is in charge of choreography. Fujimoto, yeah, well, we already know about Fujimoto. And based off the trailer, to be honest with you, of the characters that they showed, for the most part... All All of the actors looked on point except Denji. I'm not a big fan of Denji's actor, and I want to say it might be an actress. I'm not really sure, but, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Denji's, uh, the person playing Denji. Everybody else looks, for the most part, on point, uh, especially uh, Maki. She is fantastic, or it's Makima. Oh, my God. I've been calling her Maki. What is wrong with me? Makima. Uh, her actress is fantastic. Everybody looks really good. Power looks great. Aki looks really good as well. It's just really denji that kind of comes across as I don't know, maybe doesn't really per se embody denji-esque for me. But maybe that's just me. So yeah, I mean you'd be judge for yourself looking at the trailer. Do you think it looks good? Do you think it would be something that you would watch? Moving forward, very big news and an update for the upcoming Pluto anime by legendary creator Naoki Otosawa, aka the creator of Monster. 20th century boys so on and so forth the man is a freaking damn near god of manga okay his storytelling is immaculate to say the least well he has an anime coming up for pluto which is a manga he wrote quite some time ago whatnot in case you haven't heard about it and apparently uh with the release date that we got last week of october 26th uh the pluto anime also came with a trailer but even more so a big update that apparently the pluto anime will have eight 60 minute episodes so it will not be your typical anime of like 12 episodes 24 episodes it'll be eight 60 minute episodes kind of like a live action show would have like you know how a lot of live actions they'll be like okay season one here's your eight episodes and whatnot usually they're about an hour long that's what's going to be the case for the pluto anime and i'm very interested to see how this is going to feel to have these gigantic episodes uh when they debut is like is it going to work is it going to feel too cluttered because in essence if you really count it up that's pretty much like 24 20-minute episodes but they're combined into eight episodes it's like three episodes an episode so to speak so or three episodes worth of content into an episode i mean granted regardless i am watching this because again it's naoki odesawa it's pluto i've heard nothing but greatness about it i think i have a volume or two over there but yeah i'm definitely gonna watch it but it is kind of fascinating to say the least that it's going to be in that fashion of eight 60-minute episodes on top of the fact that that means that they wasn't trying to like milk like yo we need 24 episodes so that we could get tv advertisements i mean it could very well be considering the fact that i believe it's going to be is it a netflix release i want to say Yeah, since it's a Netflix release, they don't really got to worry about TV advertisements. And down the road, if they decided to bring it to TV, they could cut it up into ideally 20-something episodes. But yeah, this is a very big gamble, in my opinion, of just eight episodes. And I mean, anime fans like myself, again, are going to indulge. We're going to watch this bad boy and enjoy. But a very strange and unique way of releasing an anime. And I'm not mad at it, per se. Again, I'm going to watch this bad boy regardless moving forward an update from Study Jump in case you haven't heard about Study Jump it is a Shonen Jump magazine that is kind of aimed towards kids younger kids and whatnot. opposed to uh, Shonen Jump especially uh, as of like I don't know the last few years or so they've been kind of seemingly gearing towards older people with series like Chainsaw Man Demon Slayer uh, Jujutsu Kaisen well this was aimed towards like you know middle school elementary school kind of younger kids and it says here Study Jump has published for free the first chapters of three of its serializations you got viscerous voyage by boichi which boichi is one of the creators of dr stone so that's going to be very interesting sebeku chan wa kamitsu kitai by ryu hitamara author of beelzebub that's another one that i'm very excited about and zetai sukuderu youtube by kiyoshitsu senyuki By Tomohiro Hasegawa. I'm not too familiar with that name. But honestly, the art for them looked kind of cool. I'm just wondering, like, again considering it's study jump and it's mainly targeted towards a younger demographic, would I be able to enjoy it? Is their writing style going to be the same? Like, I mean, granted, Dr. Stone was never really the darkest thing in the world. It kind of felt always like, yo, it's the Discovery Channel in a strange way. So maybe Boichi wouldn't have to rearrange his writing style too much. But Beelzebub definitely had some pretty dark comedy. So I'm very interested to see how Ryu Hitamura handles things. And again, I'm not familiar with Tomohiro Hasegawa, but or at the very least the name. I might know what the author has done, but yeah, uh, that's going to be interesting. I hope that if they haven't already, that they bring them over here so that we could actually check them out and see, like, are there any good? (laughs) You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't mind reading a new Ryu Heitamaru manga. Like, I love Beelzebub. Moving forward, an update that apparently Jujutsu Kaisen will be on break next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 34, and the series will resume in issue number 35 as scheduled. As always, it's a good thing. Give these manga a break. They be breaking their backs for us, so yes, give them a break. Never uh, an objection over here. I'm just saying maybe a few of them could use a longer break. As I always say, (laughs) Horikoshi, author of My Hero Academia, yeah, that, that'd be nice, but nevertheless, as always, give Gage that break because, yeah, they've been breaking their back. Um, I couldn't imagine writing a manga in Shonen Jump or any weekly Shonen Magazine, period. Like, weekly manga at that scale, at that pace, rigorous. Moving forward, apparently Shonen Jump... Festa will be revealing its first information next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 34, which if you don't know what Jump Festa is, it is at the end of every year, roughly around December, November, December time, they do a big festival over there in Japan, where we get loads of announcements, which means big wins for Forever News, and for you guys that watch and support Forever News, where we find out, hey, what's happening in the world of anime and manga, in particular from Shonen Jump, so we'll be hearing stuff again, like from My Hero Academia, Black Clover, Jujutsu Kaisen, one Piece. Boruto, Dragon Ball Super be getting updates as well, so we'll probably be hearing a lot of big things from there. And I'm hoping that they do a global live stream for this bad boy again. I think they did the global live stream last year. I really would love another global live stream, make it easier, so that we don't got to be you know watching people that are VPNing. Like that, that's how I used to have to watch Jump Festa when people would VPN so that they could watch it, and then I would watch their live streams. And it's like, please don't make us do all of that. You know what I'm saying? We we just want to watch Jump Festa. And enjoy and find out what's going to be happening. You know what I'm saying? You dig? So we'll see what the first announcement, what the date is looking like, how they're going to do it. And nevertheless, always an exciting time. So look out for the updates on Fest of 2024. Haikyuu fans, apparently Haikyuu's anime event and stage play will be publishing their latest information next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 34. So for all the people that are disappointed that Haikyuu is going to be adapted as to two movies for the last like 107 chapters... You're going to be more disappointed once you hear even more information on it. So kudos to them. Yo, I ain't going to lie. I don't know if it was because of the pandemic. I don't know what the heck happened that made them decide to go this route, but... Horrible, horrible decision and a very big slap in the face to all the fans that, you know, love Haikyu, supported Haikyu, and then it's like at the last minute, nah, we're not giving you that adaptation you wanted. We're not giving you regular, you know, even though you've been following the TV anime all this time, you're getting some rushed out movies. Moving forward, One Piece will be publishing a special poster to commemorate the 26th anniversary of the series next week in weekly Shonen Jump issue number 34. God damn, 20 sixth anniversary i wouldn't be surprised if we're like guaranteed four more years of one piece at the very least so that they could commemorate the 30th anniversary and maybe one piece will end with its 30th anniversary so even though Oda always says, like, yo, I'm trying to end it in this amount of time. I think the last word was that he was trying to end it within three years, and technically, we're in the final saga, and we're gonna be in this final saga, probably for, at the very least, another four more years. If this is the 26th anniversary, I could see Shonen Jump pushing Oda, like, yo, you've been doing this almost 30 years. You've given us... You, I, I, I'm pretty sure Oda has been working in Shonen Jump longer than he's been alive not working in Shonen Jump. Like, that. That. that's maddening, but yeah for the 26th anniversary them doing a, a poster i'm sure there's a lot more to come especially once we reach that 30th anniversary that's probably where they will end it all and it'll be sad times to say the least but yeah one piece 26th anniversary goddamn 26 years insane moving forward we got a few updates for sakamoto days manga for starters sakamoto days has reached 3.3 million copies in circulation with 12 volumes according to shonen jump issue number 33 so 3.3 million 12 volumes is not the craziest amount of sales i do believe that this is going to be one that will 100 percent benefit from a very good anime adaptation but then we got a graph of the success shout out to jose_k underscore over on twitter uh for providing this And based off the graph, we've seen that it has been steadily increasing with every single volume. Like, you look at Volume 1, it was, like, probably 15,000. You look at Volume 2, probably, like, 20-something thousand. And it kept on going all the way till... The latest volume, volume eleven, well, the pre-latest volume before volume twelve comes out, is at like a hundred and about a hundred and ten thousand copies, and all of these accumulate, of course, to the three point three million sales. And yeah, it seems as though Sakamoto Days has been steadily increasing in fandom, and I have no doubt in my mind that you add an anime adaptation to this equation, and this thing is going to tenfold up to like maybe not like a million per volume, but it will do some crazy numbers. It could even be a million per volume who knows I don't know Sakamoto days from the 20-ish something chapters I read was freaking awesome and dope and I'm looking forward to seeing the future of where the series goes success wise because it's a pretty damn awesome one Not to mention, shout-outs to this graph that gives a little bit of information. Like, it received the U Next Award in Physical Category. It was ninth in the Sugi N. Manga Award 2021 Physical Category. It was 6th in the Recommended Comics by Booksellers in Japan 2022. Nominated for the 68th Shogakugan Manga Awards in Shonen Category. Recommended by Gege Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen, as well as Hiromu Arakawa, author from... Oh my god. You have recommendations from Gege Akutami and Hiromu Arakawa. That is madness. That is crazy and... Yeah, we'll, we'll see what this bad boy does come anime time. Moving forward, just a small update for this. I'm sure not many people are familiar with this, but in case you've never heard of Go Nagai, he's a legendary mangaka He did series like, I believe, Devil Man and whatnot. Apparently, his Mazinger Z series is at 20 million copies in circulation worldwide. Again, this is before a lot of our time, including myself, so I'm not expecting people to really be too familiar with this, but that is a big win for Go Nagai. Again, he inspired stuff like berserk okay Yeah, you know i'm saying so if you inspired stuff like berserk you are automatically an og in my book And 20 million in circulation for Mazinger Z, which I've always been curious about checking it out. If there are any OG anime watchers out there that you like to watch the oldies and the good stuff, is Mazinger Z worth my time? Should I actually give it a go? Let me know in the comment section below. Very curious about that. But yeah, 20 million for Gonagai from one of his franchises, and he's got like multiple different series. Kudos to him, legend, all of that good stuff. Quick update for me and Roboco. Apparently, me and Roboco has reached 1 million copies in circulation with 14 volumes. In and to be honest with you, it's not the craziest amount of sales for 14 volumes. It's pretty much doing about like a little less than 100,000 a volume. But considering it's a comedy gag series, it's not, you know, the biggest thing in the world. And also, it's anime adaptation was like these three-minute shorts. Maybe the movie will help push it. And just in general, shout-outs to me and Roboco. Very slept-on series and looking forward to seeing what they do with it in the future moving forward we have a very interesting promo that was done for spy family's upcoming movie code white says spy family code white x mission impossible dead reckoning part one special collaboration posters so i guess they did like a inspiration for like a mission impossible or they did like a collaboration that was inspired by mission impossible what is it Dead Reckoning, okay, I didn't know that that was one of the latest ones and whatnot, but it looks absolute fire the way they did it, I'm not even gonna lie, I really like the way it looks, and in general, I'm pretty freaking excited, again, I keep on saying that, I think that this Spy Family movie considering it's family friendly, considering Spy Family is already popular, is going to rival some of the most highest selling anime movies of all time. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And considering the trailer, I've seen some murmurings of people not being that excited about the quality of art and animation for the film, but I'm going to bet that this is going to be a pretty big one regardless of the quality of art and animation because Spy Family is popular. Anybody can watch this thing and it's always a good time to go to the movies to watch an anime film. Moving forward, apparently DC Universe Infinite and Kodansha have launched Manga Reader and reveal Joker 1 Operation Joker Preview. DC Universe Infinite Group got manga fans excited earlier this year when they revealed a collaboration with Kodansha, which would bring collected editions of Joker 1 Operation, Joker Superman vs. Meshi, and Batman Justice Buster to the platform. All paid subscribers of DC UI will have access to those titles in the full. Form of weekly chapters pull from the print chapter of each title and you'll be able to read these chapters in traditional manga style starting today dcui has now launched its manga reader which will present each title in either standard or panel view from right to left you can check out how the new reader operates on the next slide but you'll also find a full preview of the joker 1 operation print edition as well that's not the only good news though in addition to the three kodansha titles dc will also be converting several other current manga titles on the DC UI to the new reader those titles include all three chapters of batman the jito Kuwata bat manga and batman the and the justice league plus the complete batman death mask all manga titles will have their own distinct manga label on the DC UI platform. And once they launch, they will take you to an introduction page that tells you how the title is formatted. There's even a message that pops up if you go the wrong way, reminding you that reading manga is presented from right to left. We want everyone to have an opportunity to read DC's new manga titles. So we've upgraded with a new reader so that our valued subscribers will be able to experience the books in the traditional manga format, said Anne Depi's SVP and DC general manager. The digital chapters will be right to left the same as physical collections that will publish later this year, giving everyone the same authentic experience. We're so grateful to the team and to DC's partnership with Kodansha for helping us to bring these books to the North American market. The official description for Operation Joker reads, During a fight with the Joker, Batman falls into a chemical vat that somehow turns him into a baby. What the hell? (laughs) Who is going to take care of and help raise baby Batman? The Joker. That's who. Written by Satoshi Miyagawa Uchu Senkan... Tiramisu and illustrated by Keisuke Goto this manga finds Batman transformed into a baby following an accidental fall into the same vat of chemicals that turned the Joker into his evil self immediately after the accident the Joker finds himself lost without his arts nemesis and takes it upon himself to raise baby Bruce Wayne however the Joker finds fatherhood to be a lot more difficult than he initially thought and looking at that cover I'm not even gonna lie this is massively weird and strange why have they been lately trying to turn the Joker into a parent like didn't they first Have that that comic where he got pregnant and then now they have it that he's adopting baby Batman. What the hell is going on here, fam? What are they doing? (laughs) Yo, I gonna lie. Like, shout outs to because at the end of the day, it does sound like a creative story, but it feels like they are just trying to find anything to do at this particular point of writing a story for Batman and whatnot. And hey, if it's interesting and it's dope, why not? But very, very strange. The Joker finds Batman after he falls into a fat chemical that turns him into a baby and he's raising batman and this is again probably about a year after the joker was pregnant and all of that random weird stuff like what are you doing dc what are you doing to me dog what, what? <laughs> i don't know maybe considering his manga format and whatnot who knows maybe it'd be good and maybe I'll uh, not that all manga format is good let's be very clear but maybe it'll be good who knows it's just very freaking strange and again the synopsis The Joker like you've never seen him before As a single father After a fateful encounter with Batman That results in the Dark Knight de-aging to a baby Joker takes it upon himself to raise the child Into the crusader of justice And yeah I don't, I don't know <laughs> Moving forward Cartoon Network Studios to shutter Iconic Headquarters Cartoon Network Studios will reportedly And sadly Be shuttering its Iconic Headquarters this August As the team at the studio Merge into one place together With Warner Brothers Animation The animation studio first formed in Burbank California year in 2000, and has been the production home to some of the most notable hits in Cartoon Network history, such as Dexter's Laboratory, The Powerpuff Girls, Johnny Bravo, Adventure Time, Steven Universe, and more over the years. This news comes in the wake of Warner Brothers Discovery last year, announcing a merger of their Warner Brothers Animation and Cartoon Network Studio efforts into one division. Although the news of Cartoon Network's closing doors on its iconic building was not revealed in an official capacity, an announcement came from former General Manager of Cartoon Network Studios Brian Miller, who shared the following about the notice to vacate the Cartoon Network Studio buildings by August 1st with fans on Twitter. Sadly, this building will no longer be Cartoon Network Studios. From what I've been told, everyone will be out by August 1st, all moving together in a Warner Brothers building as one animation unit. Farewell, Cartoon Network Studios, as it was. The news was then commented on by the Powerpuff Girls and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends creator, Craig McCracken, as such. When Cartoon Network told us they were opening their own studio, they asked Genndy and I to, to pick the building and make design suggestions on what we wanted for the interior workspaces. So I can honestly say this is a place I felt I helped build. It's sad to see it go. And there's a follow-up here. Is Cartoon Network Studios shutting down? When Cartoon Network told us they were opening their own studios, they asked Unicorn Warriors Eternal and Samurai Jack creator Gendi and I to help pick the building and make design suggestions on what we wanted for the interior. Okay, yeah, we already read that. Needless to say, it's been a major hit to those who work closely in Cartoon Network Studios and to those fans who have since been inspired by all the projects that have come from it over the last two decades. With Cartoon Networks merging with Warner Brothers Animation, it's yet to be fully revealed what this will mean for the overall projects that fans will continue to see from the staff involved. Warner Brothers Discovery has made a concentrated effort to highlight the fact that they are focusing on more animated projects in the future, especially those from Cartoon Cartoon Network, and Adult Swim, but the closing of the major studios like this feels like a loss, and absolutely it does. It feels like it kind of, not necessarily came out of nowhere, but especially with everything that people have been saying, I know they kind of came out and said, no, Cartoon Network studios ain't going nowhere, but clearly you're merging with Warner Brothers, so it's not going to be the same. You know, you're even getting rid of the damn building. You're going to be living all and housing all in one building. I'm curious to see how it's going to go, but it will not be the same, and... Yeah, RIP to the Cartoon Network Studios building at the very least, and we'll see what comes from this. I know that they said a while back that they wanted to focus in on more of older people for their animation, considering a lot of people in their 29 range is like the average of who watch Cartoon Network and whatnot, so maybe we'll get something good from this big merger who knows moving forward apparently Black Clover's movie almost featured Yami's home country Black Clover's big movie showed off its own original story not seen in Yuki Tabata's original manga or the TV anime adaptation and it turns out that this story almost featured an appearance from Captain Yami Sukehiro's home country of the Land of the Sun Black Clover Sword of the Wizard King kicked off the summer with a huge movie bringing back the fan favorite anime for some intense new fights reviving old Clover Kingdom Wizard Kings Austin and the others had to give it everything they had to take on these powerful new enemies but it almost had a different story entirely speaking about the production of black clover sword of the wizard king in a special interview with netflix director ayataka tanemura opened up about crafting the original story for the new film this was developed before Yuki Tabata revealed the Land of the Rising Sun in the final arc of the Black Clover manga release, and thus Tanemura once considered a story using Yami's home country to start a whole new war with the Clover Kingdom before settling on the idea of bringing back the past Wizard Kings. Black Clover's movie could have blah blah blah. We started everything from the three guiding principles Tanemura began when talking about Black Clover: Sword of the Wizard King story. First, Asta had to win satisfying battles. Then, the time period should be the six months he trained in the Heart Kingdom. Third, we want. Wanted to tell an exciting story in the style of the manga, we decided on those three things first. Since we imagined it would allow for expansive and exciting battle scenes, we eventually settled on the idea of fighting the four wizard kings. But as Tanimura continued, Black Clover's movie almost had a different foe. When we began production, that story hadn't been covered in the manga, but another idea was that there was a wizard king from the land of the sun who builds an army and attacks the Clover kingdom, leading to a big war. So it seems that when Tabata might have revealed to the staff his plans to explore Yami's home country in the Black Clover final manga arc, the movie production had to shift around its own plan so tabata was like yo i know y'all wanted to do something with yami's backstory and all that stuff but big tabata is gonna be doing that in my manga so y'all gotta figure it out all right yo we got previous wizard kings y'all y'all go do something you know i was like go do something with them we yami you can't touch him. sorry yo big big tabata we love you tabata big tabata and yeah i wish i had access to this full interview because it sounds very freaking exciting but either way yeah it seems as though It was originally going to be something totally different. I'll be honest with you, in terms of for a film, it could have been good. It could have been better. But I'm going to lean towards for a theatric experience, even though we didn't get to see it in theaters. But for a cinematic feel, probably it was better off to go with the previous Wizard Kings because it kind of allowed for like these really powerful foes. Although, admittedly, if it was just one Wizard King, one previous Wizard King or one Wizard King from like the, you know, Land of the rising sun, like let's just say it was Ryu, uh Ryo, how do you say his name from the manga, the latest arc or whatnot? If it was him versus like everybody in the Clover Kingdom, I think it would have allowed more for like an expansive look into this character, his backstory, because realistically, one of the problems that I have with the Black Clover movie was that we have all of these wizard kings, you know, these four epic wizard kings, and we really don't dive into their past. And I think in a movie you're not going to have that type of time. In fact, I almost am curious on what it would have been like if they would have reversed it. Like if Tabata would have been writing, the final arc was fighting these four previous Wizard Kings and the movie focused in on just the one Wizard King from the Land of the Rising Sun. Probably would have allowed for Tabata to explore all of these Wizard Kings. Would have, of course, allowed for big villains and whatnot. But yeah, very interesting that they decided to go this route. And either way... Yeah, ultimately, maybe they made the right choice because the movie was still freaking awesome, epic, the battles was great, and I had a very good time with it. Moving forward, a few days ago, it was announced that Hajime no Ippo would have an important announcement on Friday, and the announcement came in, I believe this is the announcement, that apparently Hajime no Ippo, the official reveal of the manga, is that it has 100 million copies in circulation, and first of all... About freaking time, Hajime no Ippo has been going for a hot minute and $100 million sales for one of the greatest boxing series of all time. I'm super here for it. I really enjoy Hajime no Ippo. I think it's a really dope manga and it, or really dope anime because I'm more of a fan of the anime. And yeah, I'm going to lie. I'm a little disappointed on this announcement just because when I first saw a few days ago that it's having a big announcement on Friday, I was like, oh, anime, it has to be anime, right? It has... Oh, $100 million. Oh. Yeah! (laughs) I would like more of the anime, though. Or, hey, if y'all ever decide to reinvest on it and start a brand new anime from the ground up, I'd be fine with that, too. Whatever y'all want to do. I'm I'm just saying, like, I really love me some Hajime no Ippo, you know? You dig? Yeah. Either way, Hajime no Ippo has 100 million copies in circulation, baby. Okay, people, let's jump into the Weekly Shonen Jump. And we got Weekly Shonen Magazine back for this episode at the very least. So we're going to do Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine this week of the author comments. Let's take a look. Let's start off with Jump. Starting off with me and Roboko Shuhe Miyazaki. We're celebrating three years thanks to all of you. We're planning a ton of fun projects, so please join in. Kudos to me and Roboko, three years deep. Uh, we got Takamasa Moe, Akanebanashi I want to watch the Women's World Cup. Hopefully the TV schedule is set by the time this issue is available. Undead Unlocked Yoshifumi Tazuka, Street Fighter 6 CR Cup was fun. I watched it live and I got so hyped up. I bet that it sounds pretty freaking fire. Sakamoto Days, Yuto Suzuki. I watch Sanctuary. I've recently lost my ability to handle gore and violence. Really? Like, doesn't Sakamoto Days have both? Especially like violence when things go crazy? What the hell? Uh, we got Blue Box Koji Miura. I went to Shueisha for the first time in a while. Going into the office makes me feel like I have a job, so I enjoy it. <laughs> uh, you do have a job, homie. And, and it's not the greatest in the world in terms of your slaving over drawing manga all day and night. But hey, if you're enjoying it, maybe that's what counts. We got Kohen Horikoshi, My Hero Academia. I've started wearing Japanese-style clothing. It feels like I sit up straighter. Okay. Uh, we got Marshall Master Asumi Kawada. This time I want to pay attention to my health while I work on my series. My shoulders and back already hurt though. That's so strange. As I'm reading this comment, my left shoulder was bothering me. I think I went a little too hard in the gym yesterday. Very odd that I'm saying that and then I see this comment. Alrighty then. Uh, we got Gega Akutami Jujutsu Kaisen. I almost accidentally sent a Homelander figure to a complete random person. That would have been funny. I'm just saying and that person would have never let it go. Gega Akutami sent me this. Leave me alone. <laughs> we got uh ha- hachia from ice head gill i like saint bernard's they're so big i like main coons they're so big pause homie pause we got Witchwatch watch my editor and wife both got corona don't let your guard down yet take care of yourselves everyone whoa okay sorry to hear that uh author of watch we got the elusive samurai yusei Matsui. I went to Bubai Gawada for research and found a statue of Nita Yoshisada Ko. I took pictures while apologizing in my mind. <laughs> and wow, I always thought Bubai Gawada was just like a random name that Horikoshi came up with for um, what is it twice? Uh, but apparently that's a location in Japan. Interesting. Uh, Taratoshi Fujimaki killed blue. I had a bad feeling about eating some leftover food, but I figured I'd take a chance and go for it. I lost, and now my tummy hurts okay new is exorcist kota kawaii the vinyl umbrella i had forever still doesn't even look like it's about to break i'm so grateful yo. Know, the products that come from back in the day they were built to last okay mission Yozakura families Heat suji gandaira i've been listening to a bunch of different versions of poor unfortunate souls ursula is wonderful titu's version is addicting jeez Cypher Academy Yuji Iwasaki, I received a Brazilian lithograph for my birthday. I love horses, so it's perfect. Tenmaku Cinema Shun Sayaki. my vacuum cleaner broke, so I got a new one. Thanks to the garbage retrieval dock. Cleaning is so easy, okay? Black Clover's Yuki Tabata, my poor wife can't eat grassy foods due to her health. She's crying out over not being able to eat katsudon. Yo, Tabata's family be going through it, man. What the hell? hope she feels better and hope she's eventually able to eat some grassy foods uh fabric 100s daisuke and oshima i want to tell my younger self that i'm going to be in the same magazine as both kochikame and naruto yo big ups to that when you reach your dreams you're like what do retry try jun kirada here's my sushi ranking number one saba number two maguro number three negi toro number five tuna mayo number six ika all right did homie skip number four yeah he skipped number four uh the ichinose family's deadly sins ties in five let me guess read chapter blah 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 the sun is getting stronger but please take care please enjoy chapter 32 yeah it's par for the course at this point Okay, now let's jump over to Weekly Shonen Magazine and I'm going to try to read them in order. Okay, this is Weekly Shonen Magazine, author comments for issue number 30. Let's start off with Tia, the editor of Blue Lock. When I see June Bride's feelings of blessing and feelings of being sorry that they didn't meet me rise up at the same time. Interesting. We got Nakamura Suzuki, author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse*. Smoked food is the best for alcohol. Yo, really? Yo, <laughs> I returned back to the Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments after all this time, and the first comment from Nakamura Suzuki is about getting drunk. You goddamn alcoholic, get help. Get help, Nakamura Suzuki. What the hell? This has been an ongoing issue for years that I've been saying that his author comments is constantly about alcohol, constantly, constantly. Jeez, Louise Nakamura Suzuki, get help. Sheesh. George Morikawa, author of Hajime no Ipo. At the fourth hand, a double Yakumon is so frightening. I'm imagining he's talking about boxing. But we got Hido Mashima, the goat, author of Eden Zero, Fairy Tale, Fairy Tale 100 quest Quest, Master, and now the ever so epic new manga that you should be reading. If not, go check out my review on Finever World on Dead Rock because that manga is gas. He said June was a literal hell for a gamer with Diablo 4 and Street Fighter 6 at the start of the month and Final Fantasy 16 at the end. My god, this man, he finds time even for his gaming habit. Like Hito <laughs> Mashima, living legend. We stand you over here, bro. One day one day we gonna talk. We're gonna talk one day. Uh we got Kate Urena, author of Gachi Akuto, took smoking seat, request revival. No clue what homie is saying. Let's jump to issue number 31's author comments. Hiromashima said, took part in an NA-oriented event. Doing the manuscript on iPad was sure rough. An NA. What the hell is NA-oriented event? I'm not sure about that. But either way, homie's doing his manuscripts on an iPad. Interesting. Again, Hiromashima, I don't care. One more time. Go, go, go. We got Negi Hadaba, author of Ranger Reject. I watch a lot of videos about new Beyblades. Yo, I haven't seen about Beyblades in a hot minute. Remember when Beyblades was a thing? That was crazy. Uh, we got Nakama Suzuki, author of, of the Apocalypse. Even though I failed before, I'm trying to grow cacti again. I pray it won't wither, Please. Hey, at least it wasn't about drinking this time. <laughs> we got Muneyuki Kanashiro author of Blue Lock. I went to horse tracks for the first time in a while, and unfortunately, my gambling fever resurfaced. Man, money is running low fast. Better sell them volumes, homie, I'm just saying. Kei Urana gotchi Akuta, author. Because I love mechanical creatures or some weird inorganic things that look and behave like animals. Horizon is the goat. All right, shout outs to Kei Ura we got Yoshitoki Oima, author of To Your Eternity. I have bought so much Takis, I can't finish them. Oh my god, my kids like those things. I can't stand them. I can't stand tackies. Oh, get rid of them. Uh. <laughs> Not that they taste bad. It's just like... Uh. And yeah, people, those were the Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. Always a treat. And let's close this bad boy off with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Jost underscore And we got 50 through 41 to start let's see here anything recognizable what the hell is donketsu chapter 2 man's got swag on that cover okay 9.4k total why not Let's see. Okay, we got uh, Irumakun. I got yelled at last week by a few of you, like, yo, why are you, why you skipping over Irumakun? In 25 days, o- almost 160K. Not too bad. Shout outs to Irumakun. That cover looks kind of cool. All right, all right, all right. Relax, relax. We got Spy Family Volume 11, 10.5K this week, 1.26 million in total. Big, big wins for Spy Family. Then we got places 40 through 31 let's see here we got major second volume 26 17 days 57.6 k total 10.6 this week all right shout outs to major atelier of witch hat volume 12 and 11 days 32.1 with 10.8 this week i still really want to get into that bad boy it looks really good and the art looks incredible yo fukashi no uta volume 16 that cover looks really cool i'm not gonna lie uh, 17 days 71.4 k i hate though when like and I'm not saying this about this one in particular. I'm just saying in general. When a manga has a really dope cover, and it's kind of like mad different from what the actual manga is all about, I hate when stuff like that happens. And I guess also while I'm at it, uh, volume or place 33. Gate jite kare no chinite kaku tataketi. I have no idea what the hell that is, but that cover looks sick too. 37k in 11 days. Cover looks really sick. Okay, let's go to places 30 through 21. Splatoon manga, Volume 2, okay. In 5 days, 12.1K. Interesting. Uh, At 29, Hikaru ga Shindanatsu, Volume 3. I'm still interested in this manga. In 31 days, 162K. Not bad, not bad. We got One Punch Man, Volume 28. In 31 days, 178K. Good stuff for One Punch Man. World Trigger fans still showing up. 31 days in, 14k this week, bringing its total to 352k. Don't sleep on World Trigger fans. They support their stuff, they go out for theirs. Uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Crazy Diamonds Demonic Volume 3, 14 days, 57.7k, 14.6 this week. Okay, we got Oshinoko Volume 3 on the charts, 15.1, bringing its total to 577,000. We got Yomi no Sugai, latest author from uh, Hiromu Arakawa, author of Full Metal Alchemist, in 21 days, 170k, with 16 this week. Like I said, it's a hit, okay. It's a hit, and um, when that gets an anime, it's gonna be out of here. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying if it gets a good anime, uh, Oshino Ko Volume 2 on the charts at number 19 with 16.8k, 627k total uh, at number 17. Oshino Ko Volume 10 18k with 374k total, uh, Oshino Ko Volume 9 18.2k with 398k total. A lot of sales for Oshino Ko. Saga on the charts. Volume 27, 11 days, 53.1. Good stuff. I ain't gonna lie, it's really dope to see the cover right there. Really, really cool cover. Uh, let's see here. We got Oshino Co at number 13, 12, 11. All with uh, 18.7, 18.9, and 19.2K sales. Like, yo, Oshino Co is still Jeez then we got top 10 top 10 top 10 top 10 At number 10 Oshino Co, yet again volume 7 19.7 bringing his total to 469 we got Oshino Co, volume 1 with 20.4 uh, this week or this round bringing his total to almost 700k not bad Oshino Co, volume 6 god damn 20.6k you know this author is eaten almost half a million copies uh, Oshino Ko Co, volume 5 21.6 bringing his total to 549 at number two, what the hell is this? Futsusuka na Akujo dewa Gozaimasu ga Sugu Choso Torika den, volume five, in three days, 22.3k. Okay. And at number one, 31 days in, My Hero Academia. Wow, I going to lie, this week for manga sales is really down bad. The highest selling manga this week was My Hero Academia, volume from 31 days ago, with 24.39k. Bringing its total to 570, but this is low, low. To be at number one with only 24K, wow. This is from the weeks of June, or the week of June 26th to July 2nd. People were not buying manga on that stretch. What the hell? This is a low, low week. But yeah, that's the top 50 best-selling manga of the week. Courtesy of K. you decide on what you think of those numbers. That's all we have for this episode. I'm from World, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule, anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace, in. and you guys just watched another episode of Overview. Make sure to check out my album, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt, out now. Pin top, comment, link in the description below. Awesome music, heal, grow, change, all of the good stuff that you need in your life. Yeah. Oh. subscribe and hit that bell while you're at it here i'm I'm just saying yeah have an awesome one people this is for my day one my day one this is for my day one my day one i would like to thank each and every person that has taken time to listen and provide feedback for my new album that is out right now the rise of tim roosevelt you can listen to it on spotify itunes apple music pretty much anywhere you get your music you can listen to it link in the description below so you could go check it out for yourself thank you so much and let's keep on rocking out you know